Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Kelly Clarkson, and this is Missing to Podcast. The Kelly Clarkson Fan Podcast. Talking all things Kelly and to you. Here is Jeremy and Pam. Welcome to another new episode of Missing to Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson Fan Podcast. I'm Jeremy. And my name is Pam, and not only is it just another episode, it is our final episode of 2023. We made it. Woo! Hard to believe that we've gotten hey. a whole year under our belt once again. <laughs> is that our new thing? Is that what we're saying now? Hey! That was my really bad attempt at doing Kelly's hey. <laughs> it doesn't come out very well, but I'm trying. Hey is the new air horn. Which I'll take. I'll take yeah. any day. Any day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, you guys, this is going to be a fun episode because this is all about looking back at the year 2023. And I have to say that when I first started writing up sort of our notes for this episode, I couldn't believe how much I had written and I had already gotten only gotten to about halfway through the year. And so there was a lot to talk about this year, probably the most that we've had to talk about in a year end episode since the beginning of this show. Yeah, because like. There were, I mean, you know, we're not going to get too crazy, but like a lot happened with Kelly. There was a big move that happened. There was the first time she, since we started the podcast, the first time she's done like real shows. Mm-hmm. Um, we had an insane year, which I will not cry about. <laughs> I will not. And just, yeah, it just, it seems like she is having such, she's had such an amazing year, both professionally and it seems personally. And I'm just so excited that we've we've all been kind of like witness to that and get to be yeah. on the on the ride of it. And we got a new album. Like so many so many things happened in these last twelve months. You know, and it's funny. Had it not been for another megastar performer who's out there, who I'm going to try to not actually mention by name for at least a week here on the podcast. Uh, if there was not another star who was out there who was absolutely just massive and was absolutely everywhere including the recent cover of Time Magazine, because I'm still oh, looking at Pam oh. and she was trying to figure out who I'm talking about. Uh, it's like Mariah? And then I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> you you would have almost thought that Kelly had the best year ever if VH1 still had that show. <gasps> Love that show. Because, yeah, because she had just so many great successes over the course of the last year that it really is something to be envied. And again, had there not been somebody whose star was shining much brighter you know, you might have a lot of people saying that, you know, this was kind of Kelly Clarkson's year. But if you take out that megastar from the equation, it really kind of was. I mean, she really did have an incredible year. And we're going to talk about most of the things that were big for this year uh, in today's episode. We've sort of broken it down by big moments for Kelly, big moments for us. We're also going to go back and we're going to revisit all of the predictions that we made for 2023 back in last year's podcast episode, year-end episode. And then we're going to kind of check our math and see how we did there. And then we're also going to make predictions for the year 2024. I'm and excited. I am too because uh, I'm, I'm kind of shooting for the fences here. I also love to see how wrong we were. It's so fun. Because... Uh, spoiler alert, very. <laughs> but some things we, some things we were... Some things kind we of, nailed. Some things we nailed. Some things we were like warm. We were close. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just looking at the list. I'm like, oh, that didn't happen. That, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, yeah, I'm excited. So where do you want to start? Uh, let's start with big moments for Kelly in 2023. Okay. I think like 
personally, I I mean, I'm not going to speak for her, but I think probably the most exciting for the fans and maybe her was uh-huh. the brand new album. We got Absolutely. chemistry. Yes. We got chemistry. Finally, she'd been teasing it for so many years and we finally got the album we all dreamed of. And it had been a while. I mean, it had been since 2017 since she had released an album of all new material that wasn't a Christmas album. It was nice to get the Christmas record, but obviously everybody was looking forward to this album. And, you know, even months ahead of the release of the album, people were already dubbing it the divorce album. And I think Kelly, you know, definitely picked up on that from fans and from the media and so she made it a point to say in all of her press throughout the course of the album promotion that this isn't just a divorce album. This is an album about the entire arc of a relationship. And it certainly is that. And in the, you know, sort of endless, you know, dive, diving into the album that we did, you know, we did find that it does ebb and flow. It has highs and lows when it comes to the state of a relationship. And it really is. I mean, without a doubt, it's Kelly's most emotional release since my December. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as we've had the album, we've been able to sit with it now for several months, the better half of a year now. I've really grown to really, really love this album. I love how she wrote almost the entire album. We hadn't had that in many years. And I mean, for example, even like High Road, she didn't write, but someone very close to her did, Rachel. Um, and you can also tell that it just seems like it was like a page ripped out of like Kelly's diary. It's very relatable. So I, I just, I think what's so special about this album for me is that she's a, she's like giving us a glimpse into what's been going on in her world, which she didn't have to do. Yeah. And it just, it's such a connection that we have with her through these songs. Yeah, this, I mean, this album was quite honestly, you know, hard to listen to because we while we didn't know all the ins and outs of everything that went on we certainly were brought into more of the details and and even kelly said herself that what she sang about and released publicly is things that people already had heard about publicly yeah so there's a whole cachet of songs that she's keeping to herself because they discuss things that the public doesn't know about and she frankly doesn't want people to know about and even nonetheless, without all of that stuff released, this is still an incredibly emotional album. And at the same time, it's very well written. It's very well produced. And it really does have some excellent songs that I do think are going to become long, long time favorites of Kelly's fan base. I mean, I really haven't seen people get attached and really hold tight some of the songs in her repertoire, like since my December with this album. I mean, people are very, very passionate about songs like lighthouse. Uh, they're very passionate, um, about favorite kind of high. Uh, A lot of people very passionate about mine or me. Mm -hmm. So this was just a really well done album all around, uh, kind of fast forwarding, you know, through to the end of the year, I was a little disappointed to see that, the album didn't make the list of Rolling Stone's best 100 albums of the year. But then again, Rolling Stone is a is a weird entity when it comes to Kelly. Yep. They, you know, I, I feel like this is what happens when you have a very large staff of people writing for a magazine because you're going to get different opinions 
from different people because on one hand, you would think that Rolling Stone loves Kelly with the amount of times that they repost and and retweet uh, Kelly performances. You would think that they were, you know, keeping a close eye on her every day. But then when you go and look in the pages of the magazine, she is rarely ever referenced. We have long time said that she's, you know, never been on the cover of the album. I think they gave it just kind of a mediocre review for for chemistry. And then it doesn't make the list of the best hundred albums of of the year, which again, I don't take Rolling Stone's opinion about Kelly too much to heart just because I feel like the relevancy of Rolling Stone has vastly diminished oh, yeah. Yeah. in the last several decades. So, but at the same time, it's like, look, if there is a music publication of record out there, it's still Rolling Stone. I mean, again, quite diminished, but still they're sort of the litmus test of whether or not an album really has been accepted by critics and by the sort of larger musical zeitgeist. So the fact that, you know, she kind of got ignored by them at the end of the year was a little disappointing. Disappointing, but not surprising. May I remind you of number 194? Uh, yes, yes. Which, again, another slap in the face, quite honestly. I mean, I, I still am salty about that. And I would love to sit down with the group of people who made up that list and say, explain yourself. You know? What was it? It was the is it the top vocalists of all time? Yeah, top vocalists of all time. One ninety four. Come on. I mean, they, again, are they we deaf? know we're we know we're homers. We know we're too close to it, but still, come on. No, they're wrong. Anyway, overall, chemistry was such a treat for us. It was it's such a great album. We even got a couple of deluxe tracks that came a couple months mm-hmm. later. Yep. Overall, like we got a lot of new Kelly original music this year, and that alone is super exciting. It is, yes. Uh, the next thing that was uh, kind of a big moment for Kelly was something that sort of indirectly happened to her, and that was the writers and actors strikes of 2023, which are going to be long remembered as a major moment in entertainment history because it really did change the whole industry when it comes to fair pay for writers and for actors and future protections for writers and actors. And we have to pay attention to this kind of thing now because Kelly is sort of in that world more so than she used to be before the talk show. First and foremost, she employs a lot of WGA writers. And so the minute that the writers went on strike, that was the last taping for the year, or at least for that season of the Kelly Clarkson show. And we wouldn't see another taping for nearly, so nearly six, six months. months. Yeah. yeah. They ended the show. And this is interesting, which we don't really, they ended the show. About First couple a days of May. Month or so early, earlier yeah. probably than they were, they were going to wrap. And then they started the new season about a month later than normal. So mm-hmm. I wondering for this show plus a lot of other shows if they were kind of like exempt from like the however many episodes you need to do per season it's entirely possible yeah and i think that we're going to see the fruits of that we're still waiting on that because we're still in the i mean the new fall season so to speak hasn't actually even started yet because most shows weren't able to get back into production until november And so a lot of them aren't debuting until January, February. So I think a lot of shows you're going to see are going to have these half seasons 
yeah. then there, when it comes to the fall season next year, that's when they're going to get back to doing full seasons of their shows. Unless, un, I mean, I'm just making a prediction here. Unless the writer strike sort of changes how we look at the whole fall season thing and the the spring seasons, and then maybe we have you know seasons that go with all new episodes throughout the summer. I don't know. I don't know what the networks are planning to do, but I just know that you know this is a little unprecedented, and we don't really know what the roadmap is here until you know we get a little further down the road. But as far as the Kelly Clarkson show is concerned, like Pam said. They wrapped roughly a month early. They still had enough stuff in the can that they were able to do new episodes. I want to say into June, quite honestly, because I think the Barbie episode was one of the last episodes that they had filmed and they waited until right around the time of the release of that movie to, to put that episode yeah. out. And so, and then we didn't get filming starting back up until the end of October. No, because, uh, was it the beginning of October? It was like, it was like middle October. Yeah. Okay. It was yeah, right okay. after like like Indigenous Peoples Day. Um, okay. But the weird part is that like they had to be careful with what kind of guests they got because the actor strike wasn't done. Yeah. So now as we're doing this right now, the actors strike, it's been, you know, resolved and everything. And now more or less everything's back to normal. But mm-hmm. for the first month or so of the show, it wasn't. Yeah. And, and, not only just Kelly's show, but a lot of talk shows in general, you know, your your daytime shows, your your late night shows were all pretty rough because they were really scraping for guests. You know, you saw a lot of musicians, a lot of reality show stars. Uh, you also saw Broadway, Broadway. Kelly. Yep. Broadway as well. You also saw some actors and actresses, but they were coming on promoting other projects that weren't movies like they could promote a podcast or, you know you know a book that they were writing or something yeah. so they they had to sort of dance around the fact that oh by the way you're also an actor and you're on this show because they legitimately could not talk about it but it did definitely make a big influence on the Kelly Clarkson show but i mean i don't want to say that the i would never say that the strike was a good thing it's a good thing in the fact that the writers and the actors all got new deals and you know got better protections and, yeah. and salaries and such however Though, if you could find a, a small bright spot in the actors and writers strikes, it is that it gave the Kelly Clarkson show a lot more time in between their seasons because the next thing on our big list for moments in 2023 is Kelly Clarkson shows move from Los Angeles to New York City. Oh my gosh, this was the highlight of my what am I one of the highlights of my year selfishly. <laughs> And it was on, like, Variety's website. So Variety is, like, a very legitimate source, but it was still, like, quote-unquote rumors, but about how they were in talks of moving the show here for season five. But it, nothing mm-hmm. ever came out official until, like, May or something. Yeah. Yeah, and we we had heard some of these rumors, and we'll we'll talk a little bit more about this when we get further into it, but, you know, when we were in Los Angeles this year for the Belasco show, uh, we had a chance to talk to a few of Kelly's uh, crew behind the scenes. And this was prior to the official announcement being made, but it was sort of the the worst kept secret in Hollywood. Literally what they say, literally what they said. Yeah, they said it's the, it's the worst kept secret because obviously variety sort of spilled the beans early on, but yeah. you know, we were talking to people behind the scenes about, okay, you know, so New York and they're like, yep, yeah, we gotta, we gotta figure out what that's all about. And you know, find places to live and 
all that kind of stuff. And then it became, you know, who's going with the show, who isn't going with the show. It, it looks like, you know, the majority of sort of the front-facing people, uh, with, with the one big exception, Kyle Whalem, uh, bassist for my band, y'all, he was the one uh, sort of most visible person that did not go with the show. He's got a, you know, a life that's very well established in Los Angeles. He and his wife and kids have a, a new home that they just bought out there. And, of course, Kyle's going to be fine because he also works with Katy Perry in addition to Kelly. So um, I don't think we've seen the last of Kyle no. with Kelly, but uh, I definitely uh, I definitely think about Kyle a lot and hope he's doing well. We, we're Same. keeping up with him on social media, and he's obviously uh, still doing well. So we, we, uh, we're sad to see that Kyle didn't make the trip to New York. But we got Joe Ayub, who is the new bass player for my band, y'all, out in New York City. He's doing a phenomenal job. So... Uh, that was, I mean, everybody else, was, you know, we don't know a ton of the people behind the scenes and we know a few people, but not a lot of the people. But yeah. I know that there was quite a bit of shuffling behind the scenes uh, when it came to people who were staying in L.A. and people who were making their way out to New York. But yeah. otherwise, I mean, it was it was a great move for the show and we've it seen it so already this season. So you have even despite the first month or so not being able to have like all the guests you want to have that just her being in the 30 Rock building alone is just a huge accomplishment it is huge exposure yeah. and just being in new york i feel i think i said this i think it just allows more guests like more accessibility i guess because mm-hmm. obviously la is huge don't get me wrong and it's obviously you know you know hollywood whatever yeah but i mean physically like new york you can literally go film jimmy fallon you can go film seth myers you can go film kelly's show you can go film Stephen Colbert, and they're all within a like very close to each SNL. other. SNL, SNL. Well, some of them are in the same building, and then there's like a, right. you know, a Colbert or the Ryan View, and Kelly. Ryan and Mark Kelly. And Kelly now. Oh yeah, Mark. Th- that are all like within walking distance. So it's yeah. just and and it's just there's. I feel there's just a lot more opportunity and collaboration that could happen that has happened already. Yeah, I- I'm just so excited. And we've already seen it a few times with the Kelly Clarkson yeah. show where people have been in the building for other reasons. And Our just episode. Popped in. The episode that we went to, uh, we had Jared Leto from 30 Seconds to Mars just popped in the studio. Uh, there was an episode of the show that just aired uh, earlier in the week that we're recording this where Sterling K. Brown uh, came in and surprised her with a gift of Doritos. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's been lots of examples where people were just already in the building and they just popped over because... They were around, and I think that's really great. I think that's going to be a really fun thing for the talk show. And you've heard Kelly say, she's like, I love being in this building because you never know who's going to stop by. Because, And we discussed this before. You know, It's one thing when you're in L.A. on that show because it was tucked inside of the Universal Studios sound stages and not just accessible. You couldn't just walk off the street and walk into the Kelly Clarkson show, whereas it's a little easier to do that at 30 Rockefeller. So it's uh it's yeah. an awesome new location for her. I I've obviously never got to see the LA location, but I love everything about what they've got there in New York and I think it's going to continue to just make that show all the better. Me too. And I I just want to give a special shout out/I'm slash sorry to any West Coast fans who were just like absolutely crushed when she moved over here. Yeah. I'm sorry, but Thank you for allowing allowing us to experience the show here. <laughs> well, look, you know, they got four years. Yeah. You know, they, had, they had plenty of time. That's true. All right. The next thing on our list, we're going to kind of go back to talking about the album Chemistry 
And this one was a little different because I don't I don't know if you would necessarily call this a big moment for Kelly, but it was a big moment for everybody, really, because, again, with the strikes happening, it made promoting things like, oh, I don't know, a brand new album really, really difficult because there were no late night talk shows. There were no daytime talk shows that you could go on to perform your music. And so when it came to promoting the album Chemistry, Kelly and her team were very, very limited in what they could do. And so they had to kind of come up with different ideas. They had to sort of go to plan B and plan C and get really creative when it came to promoting the new album. And I think we've probably seen some examples of the new ways that people are going to be able to promote albums. And that is she did a lot of podcasts. Yeah. And like, I'm going to be real, like, you know, not everyone has cable. Not everyone has TV. Yes, you can watch YouTube clips, but I feel like most people have access to podcasts nowadays, whether it's Mm -hmm. through a Spotify, Apple, Amazon, whatever that might be. And what I think, I think the fact that she did so many podcasts, I think it was brilliant because when you're doing an interview on like the Today Show or Jimmy Fallon, you're not going to get more than 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like it's not going to be a lot typically, typically podcasts. She was on them for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, over an hour. She got to, and she got to go on such huge podcasts like um, Glennon Doyle and mm-hmm. uh, Zane Lowe and stuff like that. Like really big names with really big exposure yep. where like I was even having some of my friends like there was one that she did. I think it was with like was it the New- it wasn't the New Yorker. It was some like magazine oh it's gonna bother me now but I, i'm gonna try to find it as i'm talking but um one of my coworkers had sent it to me being like hey did you hear this new kelly interview and i'm like no no one's posted about it yet so it's cool that like it was she was really getting exposure in places that like normally she wouldn't yeah and if you think about it the late night shows let's let's just talk about late night shows a show like jimmy fallon probably gets on average per night somewhere around seven to 800,000 viewers. And some of these podcasts that she went on, like Pam listed off, you know, have hundreds of thousands of subscribers. And you're gotta, you gotta think that after maybe one or two podcast interviews, she's had nearly the same amount of exposure that she would get in a five-minute couch segment and performance on a Fallon show. And then on top of that, she did several, like many, many podcasts. And so I think cumulatively, I think she reached just as many ears as she would had she gone out and just did a few different talk shows when it came to promoting the new album. And I feel like considering how the album sold when it came out, and it did sell very respectively, yeah, respectably, respectably. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, I feel like she didn't waste her time going no. on all these various podcasts because she still had a really good first couple of weeks with the album. And I feel like Atlantic was really happy with it. Did it require a bit more work on her part because it is a lot of long days of interviews? Yes, absolutely. But at the same time, I feel like it ended up being worth it because she was able to make up for a lot of what she was not being able to be given, which yeah. is the Jimmy Fallon's, the Seth Meyers, et cetera. 
she was able to go on to, you know, the Today Show because, you know, they work under, you know, sort of a different umbrella, which is great and all. But at the same time, you know, she really did have to have to pivot quite a bit. And I think it was well worth it. Another thing was just the how like with TV, because the time is the, there's so much time constraint, I guess. It's a little bit more surface level, whereas the yeah. podcast, you're getting like really, really deep. Like I'm thinking, you know, I've, I've, as I also forgot she did like um, Dax Shepard's podcast. She did mm-hmm. Matt Rogers and Bowen Yang's podcast. Like those are some of the biggest podcasts in the world. Yeah. And she's getting like deep and personal, not just like, oh, yeah, this is my new album. I'm like, I love performing this song. It's like, no, here's my trauma. And like. You know, remember, like at one point, I think Matt Rogers asked her, like, "So, which uh, which antidepressant were, were you on?" Jimmy Fallon would not ask that. No, you know? no, like it was like so. Not that I need to know everything about her, but my point being is that it just doing these podcasts in general, it really like opened up. It allowed her to open up a lot more and to explain the album more, rather than like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, I was going through a hard time, and here are some of the songs I wrote, and hope you like it." Well, and let's be honest. When she goes on to the shows, like the like the normal way to pu- to publicize an album, she ends up giving the same five or six sound yeah. bites anyway. Yeah. So once you've seen one interview, you've seen them all. Whereas you have a completely new range of people in most cases who had never interviewed her before, and so she's getting these questions from a completely new, fresh perspective. Yeah. And like, I even think, like Conan, Conan's interview. Yeah. That was the only, aside from like 2002. Yeah. And so I feel like we all as fans got to see a completely different side of Kelly. We learned more about her probably this last year than we have in 20 years. Yeah. And it was a really, really interesting way to promote the album. And I think that, I mean, especially for the folks at Atlantic, I mean, I I didn't pay attention to what other artists did when they were promoting their albums in this last year so maybe a lot of them also went this same route but i think that this kelly's example specifically was a good case study in that podcasting is a viable and reputable way to promote projects and so i feel like you're going to see more musicians and even actors going on to Maybe not even just the like upper echelon of podcasts. You're going to see kind of the second tier of podcasters getting these big interviews because they've seen this actually works. People actually do listen. They're more engaged. They're going to spend more than just a couple of minutes with this person and people are going to be eating it up. They're going to actually want to sit and listen to it. And I feel like this has changed the landscape of how new projects, both TV, movie, music are going to be promoted moving forward. And I think that's that's so great. And I'm so happy for fellow podcasters. I mean, the people who are much more established than us, that uh, they are going to get these opportunities now because I think it's fantastic. And obviously it's shown how big podcasting really is now. I know. Ugh. I'm Yeah, I thought it was just such a new... I mean, obviously, podcasts have been around for a while, but like I, and obviously, obviously, she's done them before, but this was a whole new, whole new ball game. So I was really excited that we got this much content and this quality content, which none of us were really expecting. Like I was thinking maybe like one or two podcasts, but that's it. I'm glad you said that because the the sheer amount of content that we got was overwhelming. Yes. I mean, it was we got to even we the people who are supposed to be consuming all this content so that we can, you know get all the knowledge about Kelly that we can possibly 
hold in our brains, even we were like, this is a lot. Like, it's hard to keep up with all of these interviews because it was just interview after interview. And I I just think that this has completely changed how promotion is going to go in the music industry and the, the film industry and TV industries. So I'm excited to see what, what this means for the future. Me too. Um, the last thing on our list that I was like, big, big moments for Kelly. I mean, also for us, let's be real, was chemistry um, Vegas residency. Yes. We we were on record, or at least you were, I probably was too, on record being like, Vegas is never going to happen again. Well, we were <laughs> wrong, and I am glad we were wrong. Yeah. It was, you know, for those who don't know, she did uh, uh, te- 10 shows, 10 shows in... Yep. Ten shows in Vegas um, in July and August of this this year. She's also going to be doing a couple shows um, around New Year's as well. And at least for the ones in the summer, I'm aware of they were just huge, huge successes. She sold out the the venue almost every single night, and it was a lot of people's first time seeing Kelly mm-hmm. that are huge fans or a lot of people flew in for it, which doesn't always happen. Like, I think the last time that there was an event that so many people flew in for was like Miracle on Broadway 2016. And even mm-hmm. still, that wasn't a lot of people. It was, it was one, probably one if, if not one of my favorite concerts of Kelly's ever. This was, you know, something that I did not see coming in any way, shape or form. And I'm glad that it did. You know, I, I like, like you said, I was on record saying that this isn't going to happen. But sure enough, it did, and it was really a, a great show. They really did a great job. I'm glad that they didn't go over the top and do, uh, you know, sort of a very uber theatrical, off the wall kind of production. Because first and foremost, the album doesn't lend itself to that. No. I mean, it just doesn't. And second of all, that has never really been what Kelly's shows are about. They are not about a lot of flash. They're about more substance. Yeah. And we got good substance from these shows. And I feel like very few fans had complaints about the shows. I mean, if they did, it was certainly not about Kelly or the band at all. No, it was like the venue or, you know, Ticketmaster or whatever, which is under whatever. We- yeah. That's, that's its own animal all in itself. But these were just 10 really excellent shows that were different every night, which is, I mean, yes, over the course of the last 10 years or so with the additions of the fan requests, yes, her shows are different night after night, but usually it's by like one song or maybe two songs. This was, you know, a half a dozen songs that were different each night. And it made for just a really, really fun experience to not only go to the show, but then to also see what other people were seeing while we weren't at the shows and to learn what the set lists were going to be. It was just a ball. Right. Like it was so cool how they ended up rotating um, like a, one of the album tracks from Chemistry every mm-hmm. night. They also rotated a cover every single night and they rotated, yeah. I think, three like classics from her, her, her catalog. And you never knew what you were getting. Just night after night, she just seemed to put on a great show. She was having so much fun. I think she was genuinely shocked by the reaction of fans at these shows. And the nice thing is, is that we got to see the first two shows. So we got to see some really 
genuine surprise and shock out of her. She was shocked that people knew the words that, that they were singing them back to her to the whole displaying of the red flags in the crowd, which I just feel like must've just, you know, made her heart grow three sizes Mm -hmm. and just night after night, the reactions that the fact that she was filling that venue when, you know, you have artists who are playing that venue all the time and they're doing half of what she was doing. It was just all around a great, huge success, which obviously because she's now playing there for new year's Eve and then also during super bowl weekend, and, you know, chances are, and we, I don't want to spoil what we're talking about in our predictions for next year, but I wouldn't be surprised if she's back there. Now, do I love the fact that she's in Vegas? No, I don't. I don't like Las Vegas, with all apologies to our friend Katie and everybody else who lives in the Vegas area. Uh, as a tourist, I'm not a super big fan of it, mostly just because I've seen Vegas enough. Some people had a great time, loved every second that they were there in a, in and outside of the shows. But for me, I'm like, uh, I would really love a different kind of change of venue. I would love to see her do like the, you know, Kelly on Broadway kind of thing and, and have her, you know, play at a Broadway theater. Although now that I think about it, after you and I went to see Shucked while I was in New York, I rem- I'm reminded that Broadway theaters are actually quite small. Yes. But I mean, like S- Springsteen, Melissa Etheridge, um, the Jonas Brothers, they've all done yes. little things there. Yes, um, I know it would severely limit the people who could actually mm-hmm. go to the shows because they're going to be much smaller venues. It's going to be smaller than like Vegas was. Yeah, and also you know it's just it's it's it can be expensive to go to Las Vegas, and I mean don't get me wrong, it's expensive to go almost anywhere these days. But <laughs> yeah. nonetheless, it's Vegas. They're obviously paying her a shit ton of money to come out there and play, so that's likely going to be where she's going to go. Whereas she would probably have to foot the bill a bit more if she were doing a Broadway type of a thing where she's playing a theater there. So uh, it looks like, you know, Vegas is going to be the the show of choice for a while. Uh, but either way, I, I came away, despite not wanting to go to Vegas, I still came away with great memories of those shows and Same. had a great time. Got to meet and, so many people. Yeah. And I mean, oh yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll get into that uh, here in a little bit, but man, just the, uh, the sheer fun that, Vegas ended up being and for for her to have so much fun. And by the way, it was awesome that we could just be walking around the hotel and run into the band and, you know, get to say hello and just, you know, a passing high was so much fun. You don't get to you don't get to do that anywhere else. No, like Thursday when we got there, it was just like Jason was just like, hey, guys, what's up? We're like, oh, hi. It was just like so cool. We're like, oh, my God. Hi, you're here. Let's sit down and have a drink for about an hour and just, you know, shoot the breeze about. (laughs) all things life wild it was wild yeah. but it was so cool and i'm i'm just so forward i mean i never been to vegas uh you know my thoughts i'm not the biggest fan yeah but i had a great time there and i had a great time with people so we're gonna yeah. get into that a little bit more later next thing on our list for the big moments for kelly in 2023 is she launched her very own channel on sirius xm on november 8th called the kelly clarkson connection and the only reason why i'm always going to remember the exact date that the show launched or the channel launched is because it was the day that I landed in New York to come and see the talk show and to see Pam and Rob. And I just remember landing in New York, getting cell service on my phone. And the first email that pops up is from Kelly saying, Hey, I have a new serious channel. <laughs> and I feel like it's about, I mean, thank goodness for Christmas music during the holidays, because otherwise I feel like it would be literally the only thing I was listening to. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, 
I mean, I feel like we're constantly just, like, sending, each, like, our little group chat. We just send each other screenshots being like, look at this random track I'm hearing. Look at this random one. Or Oh, my God. They're playing Dirty Little Secret. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> or mine yesterday, which was like, Kelly's talking about collaborations. And then they automatically play In the Blue. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like, all right. No, it's, I think it's the coolest thing being able to, you know, I heard, like, you thought wrong on the radio on Thanksgiving. And I'm like, what universe am I living in? It's just yeah. it's so cool. And it's, you know, it's cool to hear her talk about some stories about her own music, about some of the other artists that she loves. I've been learning some new music, both old and new. Yeah. She, it is a very eclectic station. And it's also Channel 12. That's like prime spot. I don't know if it's going to stay there forever, but like it is prime real estate right now because you want to be early because that's where people are going to be start. That's where they're going to start scanning for new stations. Yeah, this station is a really a lot of fun. And we're going to do a little more of an in-depth episode about the Kelly Clarkson connection in early 2024. But suffice to say, this has been a fun station to listen to. It has introduced me to some some different music. And it's been fun to hear the little vignettes of Kelly, you know, discussing why she did certain things with songs and you know, why she feels the way that she does about music. Uh, obviously now, uh, as you're listening to this, you know, they've interspersed some Christmas into there, which has been cool to hear, you know, Kelly's favorite Christmas songs that she uh, enjoys mixed in with her favorites or her songs from her Christmas records mixed in with, you know, the other cornucopia of random ass songs that the, this channel plays. So it has actually been a really fun station and it's nice to feel it growing and continuing mm -hmm. to grow. Cause for the first, you know, couple of weeks, it had a, I don't want to say it had a limited playlist, but it was a bit of a tighter, smaller playlist, maybe somewhere around 300 songs. I can tell in the course of the last couple of weeks that aside from the Christmas music, the playlist has continued to grow. I feel like Kelly is almost just sitting there on her phone, sending text messages to whomever is programming that station. Like, Oh, add this song, add this song, add this song, because I continue to hear songs that I have yet to ever hear on that station. And mm -hmm. I listen to it quite a bit. Yeah. So it's nice to continue to hear new songs on that station and hear it continuing to sort of evolve. And it was a nice surprise. Like, you know, it's not like she had been hinting this for a while. It was kind of just one day, like someone was in their car, like a fan was like, uh what <laughs> and then like within like a, like an hour or two we got those official like emails from um her website but it was just what a cool surprise what a cool little nugget yeah. and you know fun fact for those of you who don't know the Sirius XM studios is literally across the street from Rockefeller Center so not a big walk for her to go over no, and cut some new lines pretty easy she can do it uh during her lunch break <laughs> All, all she has to do is just bundle up, grab herself a coffee, walk in front of a kick line, and she's there. <laughs> kick line? Oh, that was funny. That was funny. Uh, by the way, also, we want to give a big shout out to a friend of the podcast, Aben Eubanks, the voice of yeah. the Kelly Clarkson connection. That's the male voice that you hear on the station. Uh, love that for him. Love that he's uh, able to have some fun with that as well and uh, get to participate uh, just because he's been with her for so long, it's really great to hear. Yeah, uh, we're looking we're looking forward to a lot of uh, more fun stuff from that channel uh, in the future. The last thing I want to mention for big things for Kelly in 2023 is award nominations, both on the TV and the music side. Uh, we know that by the time you're listening to this episode, the the trophies will have been handed out. But uh, the Kelly Clarkson show getting a whole slew of daytime Emmy nominations once again including Kelly for Best Talk Show Host again. 
And uh, hopefully we're, we're you're hearing this and you're going, oh, yeah, and she won a whole bunch of them, too, because obviously we're taping this before these uh, the uh, get handed out. They get handed out later this week uh, from where we're recording. Okay. So I'm hoping that uh, there's some good news on the horizon. Hopefully she continues her repeat of best talk show host and best talk show. I certainly see why they would because yeah. that show has only gotten better. Gotten better. She was been nominated for a Critics' Choice Award mm-hmm. um, for best talk show, right? Talk show host. I think she's the only daytime one nominated. I think, and a big one, which we're not going to really find out until I don't know, beginning of February, maybe, um, is her Grammy nomination. Yes, once again nominated for best pop vocal album. She now holds the most nominations in that category with six. And hopefully she will become an even stronger winner uh, with her third, hopefully, hopefully, third win in that category. Fingers crossed. We won't yes. know for a bit, but very exciting. Are there any other awards? Uh, not off the top of my head, but those are kind of the biggies. Yeah. Go, Kelly. Yes. All right. Should we move on to the big moments for us in 2023? Yeah. <laughs> Pam gets a big smile on her face. <laughs> I'm going to try to not cry. I'm just like, oh, my God. You guys, 2023 was the best year uh, for the podcast, hands down. I mean, it's not, and it's not even close. Uh, We want to start with, first of all, thanking all of you guys for your listening and for supporting in so many different ways. In 2023, we hit our 100,000th download, which, you know, after three years, you'd be like, oh gosh, I feel like you guys should have gotten there a lot sooner. But when you're a podcast for a very niche topic, uh, that's a huge accomplishment. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, there's, it's very common for podcasts to start and then they sort of peter out after a year or two. But I feel like we have just continually had things to talk about, people to talk to. We've made this a weekly podcast for three years now. And I'm very, very proud of us for being able to accomplish that. And we've got more ideas still to come. We've got more people to talk to still to come. So we're not slowing down anytime soon. And in fact, we're actually at this point, we're over 120,000 downloads for the podcast, which is just wild. And obviously, we couldn't do it without each and every one of you guys. So as much as we would love to sit here and rattle off all of your names, uh, just a big blanket thank you to everybody. For real. Thank you for anyone who listens. Even, you know, I know people who they are like, oh, I listen sometimes. I'm like, that's great. Oh, my God. If you listen once a month, I'm thrilled. I'm honored. People who like want to actually take time out of their day to listen to the two of us and who follow us on socials. It's just I don't know. I, I it's really it's really special. And it's something I I don't know. When we like first started this, I was like, I hope we get some people who tune in. I hope we get a couple <laughs> followers. And it's it's turned into something way bigger than I ever imagined. And I'm very, 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 very grateful. So Thank you, guys, and I'm looking forward to uh, what's to come in the, in the uh, new year. Because I can tell you for sure, we didn't really expect 2023 to, to go the way it did. No, I, <laughs> I couldn't have imagined 2023 in my wildest dreams. Let's just say that. Nope. Uh, yeah, thank you to, to everybody who's been listening. And we'll, we'll thank you again before the, the end of this episode because this is – it's it's starting to gear up to be a longer episode and yeah we, we appreciate that you guys stick through us especially during these ones where we kind of blather on for a long long time uh look the the real craziness for 2023 really did start uh around april when we found out about uh, the chemistry album coming out 
and also found out about the very first single that was going to be released called Mine. And that was when, about the time we got hit up uh, via Instagram DM from one producer, Andy Shaw, who said, hey, I've got this wild idea for you guys. Can I give you a call? And I am so glad that I answered that phone call because uh, that was the start of us being a part of a really, really neat project. Yes. So we were in a video with a couple of other fans from all over the world, and we did a uh, reaction, a first reaction um, to Kelly performing mine. She performed it on the talk show. She did it like a like a pre-tape before the song was even out. So it was kind of like our like first impressions of the song, mm-hmm. but also our first impressions of it live. And um, it was a digital exclusive on uh, the Kelly Clarkson show's social media on their YouTube. And it was just it was such an honor that they they like thought of us to be in it. Yeah. Unfortunately, the video is not up anymore. Yeah, I think it has something to do with the music rights and all yeah. that. They generally they only keep videos up for a few months, and unfortunately, I didn't cap the video no, before neither. it went down. So if you if anybody out there has a copy of the video of the mind reaction, we would love a copy because we never got one for ourselves. Uh, but the, the great thing too about being in that video is that we got to, it sort of introduced us to a couple of different uh, groups of fans from mm-hmm. around the world. Of course, this is how we met our friend Millie down in Argentina, uh, who has the great uh, Kelly Instagram channel, uh, Clarkson Vocals underscore now. Uh, and then also we met our new friends, Two Gay Mats, uh, from their podcast, which is fabulous if you haven't listened to it. Uh, and we did a little collab episode earlier this year. They were uh, a part of the video as well. And they are just, they're too much fun. Yes. Uh, so that was uh, really great to be a part of with them. And, and we met uh, some of the other participants in the video in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, so it was just a really, really fun project to be a part of. And I still uh, get such a kick out of knowing that uh, that we got to be a part of that. I know. It was so special. And really out of the blue, we weren't expecting anything. And like the fact that like the talk show reached out to us, I was like, oh my God, they know who we are. Oh my yeah. God. Oh my God. That was, yeah, that was kind of the first, indi- one of the first indications that we were really on the talk show's radar. I mean, every once in a while we would get a like on a post from, you know, somebody who was affiliated with the talk show and that sort of thing. And that would, you know, kind of send us reeling for a couple of days. Like, oh my God, they actually are following us. And then to, you know, be a part of an actual digital short was just ridiculously unbelievable. And I still pinch myself to this day, even though I haven't watched the video in months because I haven't (laughs) been able to. uh, It it was still really, really cool. And then on top of that, Pam and I are still sort of riding this high of the mine reaction video. And it was within days I get a text message from Jason Halbert himself and he says, Hey, I can't like, I need you to keep this on the down low, but on Monday we're going to be announcing that Kelly is doing a special show that she's going to perform the entire album. I think it would be pretty neat if you guys were able to interview the band from the stage. Keep in mind, this was literally, this was a thing. I, I, it was a Saturday that he texted you because I was seeing Reba. <laughs> Uh-huh. That's right. And I was like, how do I focus on Reef a show when I know there's this Kelly news coming out? Yeah. And was the was the video even out yet? The the mine video or did it come no. out that day? The mine video came out like a day or two before we went to LA. Okay. Okay, great. So either way, Jason hits us up that there's gonna be this like show and she's gonna be performing the album and would we be interested in, in interviewing the band? And I'm thinking to myself, 
like on Zoom or yeah. <laughs> in person. And of course, I'm thinking to myself, well, if it's if they're offering for us to interview the band, it has to be in person. Like we have to go wherever this is going to be. Turns out this was the first mention that we ever received of the Belasco concert. And this ended up being an absolute whirlwind trip that, again, in my weirdest, wildest dreams, I would have never imagined happening. And this is also uh, sort of a great thing because in addition to seeing Kelly in this incredibly intimate venue, hearing all of the songs from the album a good solid two, two and a half months before the record came out, this is where Pam and I got to meet in person for the very first time. It's because we had bought Vegas tickets a few weeks prior. So we were like, oh my God, we can't wait for July. We're finally going to meet. And then it's like, psych, you're meeting in a few <laughs> days, in literally a few days. And, um, you know, Andy from the talk show and some of his crew actually filmed the two of us meeting. It's on our Instagram. And like, how special was that? Like, what, I mean, not to get too ahead of ourselves, but one of our predictions for this year was like, we're finally going to meet. Yeah. Boy, did we multiple yeah. times, multiple times. It was just so special because it was so spur of the moment. Mm-hmm. Like neither of us live anywhere near LA. So like I'd never been there before. And that was really cool that I actually, we actually got to like be there and it was so spontaneous. That is so not my character. Um, but it was, it was so worth it. Yeah. And you know, we really do. I mean, it was sort of a group effort because, you know, we were hearing a lot from Jason and, you know, Jason really wanted the interviews to happen. And then, Shortly after Jason sort of spilled the beans on the show, we started getting hit up from Atlantic Records and they were like, hey, would you guys be interested in coming out and covering the show? And we thought, what is our life right now? Like, why is Atlantic reaching out to us of all people? I mean, obviously, we know we have a podcast and we just didn't think that we were on their radar at all. This was was it was so funny. Once we got there, like we had to sign something um, for like photos or whatever. But long story short, Mm -hmm. we didn't really know like what we were allowed to like talk about so I remember like after the show I went to someone there and I was like hey like I know we like signed a form but like are we allowed to like talk about our experience at the show and she's like that is why you are here (laughs) oh cool okay no you just can't show videos or or photos of it as of yet but we didn't know we didn't know yeah we we didn't know we're we're new to this whole like NDA like you know private show kind of a thing so I mean, it was awesome. And then, of course, you know, Kelly announces the show. We go out there and it was just an unbelievable whirlwind of a few days in Los Angeles. And then we found out later on it was actually Kelly and Trisha who wanted us to be there the second day of the uh, Belasco sort of filming uh, because they were going to be doing some additional filming there, which even to this day, we can't even talk about all of the stuff that happened because they still may potentially use that stuff. But suffice to say, we know that, you know, because the video for, was it mine yeah. that came out? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We saw the video. That was the day that we were there and we were sort of in the background. In fact, I think we got yelled at a couple of times to get out of the shot because <laughs> yeah. they filmed it. They filmed it backwards with yeah. like Kelly's back to where the crowd was. Mm-hmm. And we were just kind of standing back there with Andy like, oh, my God, are we really here? Are we really watching yeah. this right now? Um, but that was the day that we, you know, got to sit with the band and talk with uh, Kyle and Jesse and Joe and Aben and just everybody who was just uh, Rachel and Rachel Justin. And Justin, yep. Who everyone was just so nice and so kind. 
we got to you know go down into the bowels of the stage underneath and hang out with Robert Venable, who's uh, the music mixer for the Kelly Clarkson show, and just it was just a wild experience. I mean, I was I was pinching myself for days. Like, did that really happen? Because again, at this point, this was the most access we had ever been given as oh a podcast. Yeah, I'm like, what? Like, I was it, the whole thing was just. I was like, am I? actually living right now is this a dream yeah. am i awake um but it was funny because when we interviewed them we were trying to ask them about the new music but like we had saw them we had seen them perform the album once the day before mm-hmm. but we didn't know the music so i was like i'm trying to remember what the mood was for lighthouse i was like i'm pretty sure it's sad <laughs> it was weird <laughs> a- asking them questions about the songs because we didn't know them yeah yeah and then you know we're we're sitting there on day two in an empty theater with nothing but crew and band. And we're just watching as Kelly walks by eating her bowl of soup because she was <laughs> not, I mean, she was absolutely wiped out from the show the night before. And then of course you guys have seen, you know, the Belasco videos. It, it was an absolutely epic show that is really going to go down in the lore of Kelly's career as, you know, one of the most incredible performances of her career and I am just so incredibly thankful and feel so much gratitude for being able to be in that room as that was happening. I mean, this was our troubadour show, essentially. Yeah, that and you and I never got to go to. <laughs> that we never got to go to. And I really do hope that, you know, with the Kelly Clarkson connection on the air now, I really do hope that they put out the entire Belasco show for everyone to listen to because I really do think that it deserves to be heard because, I mean, there was a, there was a level of emotion with Kelly performing those songs in Las Vegas, it was more in, in LA yeah. that night because she just, you know, she was feeling it with those songs and it was, it was almost tough to watch because she was just really processing these songs that she was performing them for the first time. And it was, it was a privilege to be there. Yeah, and it's not like she could have, she could have like the crowd sing along with her because no one knew. Any, we knew mine and me, and that was it. yeah, <laughs> that was it, that was it. But it was yeah. it was such an incredible opportunity, and like I, you know, I thank them in person. I thank them via email, but just a thank, big thank you to like Kelly's whole band, crew, label, everyone who made that happen for us because it was yeah. it, as, as you said, it was like a team effort. And um, I'm just so happy we, we were able to not only experience it ourselves, but give you guys some of the um, access as well through our interviews and through our recaps um, and our social media and everything. So thank you so much. It was so, so nice. Speaking of interviews, uh, a couple of months later, Kelly is in the midst of promoting the new album Chemistry before it comes out. And she also, in addition to talking to all the podcasts and everything, she did a lot of lives on social media pretty much every time they would put out another song which i mean they tended to come out on fridays didn't they yeah i think i feel so. like i remember that uh you know a lot of songs were released ahead of time and then she would jump on you know facebook or instagram or twitter spaces or whatever and you know talk about the song and and you know answer fan questions there was one in particular i don't remember which song she was promoting at the time but there was one in particular I know. Oh, I know. do you know what it was i know well it, yeah it was favorite kind of high because okay it was like two or three days after my my birthday. Oh yeah, that's right. And you know how Kelly goes on her random. This was on Instagram. She was on some just random tangents about whatever. So she was talking about how much she loves the band Lucius. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And my dad's a big fan. Um, and my dad and I go to a lot of concerts together. So we had already 
purchase tickets to see Lucius. And I'm a big fan of the other act, Shaky Graves. So, and I think at this point, the talk showy knew it was going to be in New York. It was like officially out yep. there. So yep. I remember like at some point commenting during the live being like, she was like, oh my God, I love Lucius. I was supposed to see them last year or earlier this year, but I got COVID and I couldn't go. And I wrote like, Lucius is coming to New York this summer. And Weiss uh, on the other side was like, oh, Kelly, they're coming to New York. He's like, she, she's like, what? When? He's like, I, I don't know. Um, this into podcast said that. And then I died. Because <laughs> I watched this clip. I, I unapologetically watched it a lot and I scream every single time. And then she goes, is that Pam? She's one of those. She's one she's of those. One of, one of those. Oh, God. Didn't she, have a, didn't she just have a birthday? And I'm like, how the hell did you know when my birthday is? Like, <laughs> oh my yeah, God, that was so freaking weird. I but, love um, that for you. Yeah. And then she, then they were like, oh yeah, Jeremy too. And they were like, oh yeah, I just thought of Pam because the birthday thing. And I'm like, yep. Jeremy, we got a little shout out. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. That was that, so cool. That was, that was the first time uh, I believe that Kelly had ever acknowledged the podcast. Yes. In my opinion. And then, oh, yeah. Then she was like, I might be seeing you soon. <laughs> We're, might like, be seeing you soon. We're like, what does what that mean? What does that mean? And well, for, it turns and, out. And for, for a few weeks, we didn't know, but then we did. For a few weeks, we didn't know. And then turns out uh, in June, we ended up having her on the podcast for the very first time. Uh, it was a short interview. We uh, we got bamboozled thinking we were going to be interviewing Carrie West, the uh, head of A&R for Atlantic Records. But it turned out they pulled one over on us and put Kelly Clarkson on the line and we got to just have an out-of-body experience for 25 minutes and got to chat with Kelly, have her on the podcast for the very first time, got her to cut the lines you hear at the uh, beginning of the show. And, it, I mean, it, I thought that was going to be the apex of the year. I'm like, we've done it. We have yeah. we have done what we came set out to do. It's only downhill from here. Yeah. Um, I blacked out during it. We somehow in that twenty five minutes spoke about um, Code Germany, and I'm like, of course that would have that would happen. Um, we're talking about literal like crap during an interview with Kelly Clarkson, <laughs> like that would happen to me. Um, and it was wonderful, it was amazing, and it was so fun. First of all, so cool that uh, the label set that up as part of her podcast promo schedule. Yeah, um, they did not have to do that, and it was such a nice surprise. Although, well, and she it, said that she wanted to make sure it happened too because which I was they like, weren't. Ah! Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. She, she, we wanted. Sorry to for sure. screaming. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. It was, it was warranted. But yeah, I mean, she made it clear that she wanted to make sure that this happened, and I, I have a feeling that it was probably her idea to surprise us. So, points to you, Clarkson. Well done. We appreciate it. Then we surprised all of you by not telling you, and then we were just like, by the way, happy Tuesday. Here's our Tuesday. interview. <laughs> I'm so glad we, we, we did it like that. It was so funny because we were trying to come up with all these different ways that we wanted to promote that she was going to be on the show. Like we were going to tease it and there was going to be this like dramatic video that we were going to put out. Um, but we were just like, you know, what if we just dropped it and said nothing? <laughs> I think I put out like a tweet the day before, like out of context episode. And it was like the Titanic, Dave Grohl, like <laughs> like uh, into the woods or something like really yeah. obscure things that like no one was going to get. No one. Uh, I think like a toilet. I don't know if I just said that. Toilet, yeah. Um, yeah, maybe. Wild, wild, uh, wild, wild, wild. And, uh, just, and of course, your guys' reaction to the episode was fantastic. I mean, so it's, it's far and away our our highest ever listened episode. And uh, yeah, it was just 
still, again, another out-of-body experience that I thought was going to be the last one for the year. And then there were several more. So why not? (laughs) Go ahead. Uh, I think the next one, obviously, uh, was just about a month and a half later. And that was us arriving in Las Vegas for the uh, for the chemistry residency. And yes, we've already talked about the show and we don't need to talk about the show anymore. But I think the the big takeaway for me from the Vegas weekend was, first and foremost, the live episode that we got to do in front of, you know, a crowd of 100 people that actually paid to come and see us, which, you know, I would have never thought would actually happen in my life. I mean, no. if you'd have told me that that was going to happen within the first like three years of the podcast, I'd have been like, shut your mouth. Absolutely yeah. Not. I'm like, oh my God, people actually spent their hard-earned money on us. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank and you. It was just the most fun group of people in that room with us. We just had the best time. And the sheer number of people that we got to meet oh my uh, throughout the weekend was just, it was so overwhelming. And, you know, Pam was psyching herself up because you're not, I mean, I'm not saying you're not a people person, but you're not the, you're not used to people knowing who you are, no. complete, complete strangers walking up to you and be like, oh my gosh, hi, Pam. I'm excited to meet you. And I'm like, what? Why? <laughs> <laughs> Whereas you, are you okay? you're, you're a radio personality. So everyone yeah. knows you in the, the area. Yeah. yeah. But it was wonderful. So if I ever, if I did see him a little weird, anyone don't take it personally. I'm just like, <laughs> what? Um, but it was, we, we met people from all over the world and it was cool because it was people that, some people that we had spoken to on our show, like fans on the show, um, but I, we never met before. Some people who I've seen their username, people from like multiple continents. Like it was like just so cool that the the sheer amount of fans that we were, we, we were able to be in like a room together and bond and it was just, it made everything feel so surreal, but so special. Yeah, it was uh, just a, a blur of a weekend, quite honestly. I mean, it just was so unbelievable and just so much fun. And then, you know, to cap it all off, on the second night that we were there, Kelly sees the two of us in the front row, dead center, in front of her, and gave us a shout-out from the stage, which I'm just like, what is life <laughs> right now what is life she's like i'm on your podcast right now (laughs) start recording i'm like okay (laughs) okay (laughs) kelly it was it was so great so yeah just between you know the great shows and meeting all of you guys that came out in the live episode it was just an, an unbelievable couple of days in las vegas and I, I have long since forgotten that it was like 114 degrees outside. Oh my God, I know, I know. I was looking at my like Instagram like highlights the other day for for Vegas, and I was like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, it was brutal outside. Yeah. So I like posted like the actual like temperature outside. I'm like, oh yeah, I don't feel so bad that it's like 30 right now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, just an unbelievable weekend. And then uh, to cap it all off, once again, Pam and I making our way across the country. Although this time it was a short. I don't know, train ride for Pam. Yeah. Uh, we got to get together for a third time in the year, and I came out to New York for a taping of the Kelly Clarkson show uh, just recently at the beginning of November. Yeah. And what a fun weekend. Uh, just, or a fun, I guess it was just a week. I guess it was later in the week, but either way. Yes. So much fun. Uh, you know, obviously, I have the best time hanging out with you and Rob. You guys are wonderful tour guides slash hosts. 
while I was in the city and just had the best time at the show. Pam and Rob obviously knowing their way around and how it all works and helping out this newbie make his way through getting to <laughs> you did uh, the great. show. You did great. Oh, yeah. And just, you know, watching the show is fantastic. Got to see kind of a really fun episode with a lot of musicians. We got to see Sheila E. back once again to sit, to perform That's Right. Second time in one year. Having never seen her in my entire life, second time in one year seeing Sheila E. perform with Kelly Clarkson. Right? It was just like, what is this? What is this? And she, Kelly, uh, sang, <laughs> sang our name. <laughs> sang our name once again. Saw us in the audience and sang our name into the mic before the karaoke. Just again, what is life? What is life? Which we did not, we did, we did not prompt that. It just happened. Yeah. Um, well, I was... blame Jay. I blame Jason for that one because he was which the one I who mentioned us first. Thank you. Yeah. And it was so cool because like it was nice because there were you know we had friends in amongst the crew of the Kelly Clarkson show. So producer Andy was taking uh, photos and video of us from down on the set. And then Jason's over with my band, y'all taking photos of us and sending them over to us. <laughs> photos of us, photos of you. <laughs> well, because I was okay, blocked. <laughs> I got, you got blocked with the photo, but okay. You know, here's the thing. I think it's fair enough because you actually got on camera. During, I did. You, I and, did. you and your mom got on camera yeah. during the Kelly Oki. Fair. I was in the photo that Jason took fair. from the side totally of the stage. Fair. So there we go. Totally fair. I'm just, and I just want to add one thing in because like I, I'm really happy you were able to make it out here for New York because I, you know, I ha did a couple of other things that were Kelly related in New York this year that I don't need to go into, but like I was feeling a little guilty that I was experiencing way more than you were <laughs> because of where I live. So yeah. I was just so happy that you actually got to experience like some of the New York like excitement and everything. So it was it was really special that you were you were able to make it out. And I know it's going to happen again. That's sort of been the way that it's always been for so long, you know. I mean, Kelly has always made New York a priority when she was doing album promotion yeah. and you know, she did the the puzzle piece hunt in New York during the piece by piece promo period. I can't remember was was that video during the My December era? It was the day that the My December record dropped, and she and the band and everybody went to a record store and they all bought to, their copies. I think Fye, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a fan in club. New York. It was a fan club video in New York. Yeah, I think it was Fye. Yeah. They may have gone to Tower Records, but I want to say it was Fye. Yeah. Yeah. So she is. It's no big secret that she loves going to New York to do stuff. And she has always done promo and such in New York. So I knew, uh, yes. And can we talk? Okay. You know what? We need to talk about this moment that Pam has just got the picture of. Yes. Pam got to sing Kelly Oki karaoke with, with Kelly. Kelly Clarkson. Yes. That's so, a big moment for the podcast. It too. was just like the week of like, uh, June 20th, June 19th was probably the weirdest week of my life. Yeah. Um, the podcast came out episode with Kelly I went to see her at SiriusXM, and then we like, surprise, you get to meet her. What? I was in like work <laughs> clothes. I did, was not my best outfit, but it was like 20 of us. And then I got to see her perform in the Rockefeller Center subway station. Uh-huh. What? Um, I got to sing karaoke with her while drinking. Um, me, Along Rob with and Rob Moni. and our friends Moni, yep. Yeah, we sang Stronger, and um, What? What and you have a you have a photo to uh, to commemorate the moment, which is just incredible. Uh, it's upset. I'm obsessed. And then she did an, an album signing on the day that the album came out on the Friday. That was all within like f three or four days. And I'm just like, what the 
fuck is my life? <laughs> Pam's like, best week ever. It was it's so funny because I remember it was my best week ever, but it was also like I remember saying this, and I won't get too in the weeds on my personal life, but like I remember saying this in the episode we re- like recorded right afterwards. I remember like talking about how like listen, I know on paper it looks like I had the best week of my life, but I was also just like very not in like the best mental state, not having mm-hmm. anything to do with Kelly. It was just my brain chemistry being like screw you. Um, so it, at times it was kind of hard for me to like appreciate it in the moment, but then looking back, I'm like, oh my god, like this is. I'm so fortunate. I'm so grateful. And like, I can't take any of this for granted. So it's now that I'm doing a little, I'm doing better personally looking back now. I'm just like, damn, that was a really good time. That was really good. Yeah. And like, um, I don't know. Thank you universe. Thank you. Atlantic records. Thank you f- to my parents for, I don't know, living here. And I never left. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I will say, cause we have sort of a, a, a mantra that we live by in our group chat. And that is to always support your friends and be happy for your friends when they have big successes. And uh, I want to give a shout out to all of our members of our group chat because they have been so supportive of us uh, all this year. And it was fun for me to watch you go through that week and be so excited for you and just so happy for you that you were able to have all those experiences because was I jealous? Absolutely. Of course. But, but I like was like. But I was more happy for you. You know, I was more happy for you being able yeah. to experience it. And I, I mean, you know how guilty I felt about everything, and I still, I feel guilty about talking for an hour about all the stuff we've done this year. You know that. Um, but like by like that like last day of promo week, like I remember after the album signing, I came home and just had time to kind of just like process everything, and I just like just started like hysterically crying. I'm like, what is this? This is so cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was, a, it was a time, but um, needless to say, just, you know, we were given so many opportunities this year that um, not a lot of people were given and that I never thought we would. I never expected it. It was n- nothing I ever felt like we were entitled to. And um, it, she just surrounds herself with a really, really, really great team Mm-hmm. And I really admire that, and I appreciate everything we've 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 gotten. Yeah, it's really been a, a crazy year. Uh, so that was our crazy 2023, and Whew. I don't know if I have the mental capacity to imagine anything better than that <laughs> in 2024. Uh, I don't see anything comparing to 2023, but it was certainly a great year. And, and again, I can't say it enough to everybody who's listening. You guys were a huge part of that. Yeah. And we're just so glad that we could be a vessel to bring some of these experiences to you guys because that really was our joy was knowing that even though we were experiencing something pretty cool, we were like, we cannot wait to sit down in front of microphones and talk about this with the audience because they're going to be so excited about this. They're going to have so much fun hearing about this. Yeah. So that's been our joy this year is to share these moments with you guys because otherwise what good is it if all we get to do is just sit here and obsess about it in our own brains? Yeah. And so, yeah. Um, so last year we made some predictions for what we thought the year would um, have for us. We were very wrong. <laughs> but also we were right on a few things, but overall we were very wrong. But I would love to just go through our list. Yes. Um, oh, my God. It's so funny. So our first thing is we did predict a new album from Kelly that we were we were right on. I think we were, I mean, I think everyone was about yeah. 99.9% certain that that was happening. Yeah. We predicted a new single in either January or February. 
it ended a up little coming, off. a little off. We ended up getting the first two songs in April. So yep. again, not so I apparently I predicted this these were my predictions for chemist well, we didn't know it was to be called chemistry, but I predicted the single in January, album in March, tour in the summer. Very similar to um actually Meaning of Life. No, not Meaning of Life, piece by piece. Oh right. Piece by piece. That's yeah, we got yeah, like Heartbeat Song was in January, album in March, summer tour. So that's kind of what I was like marrying it off of. And I also said there is not gonna be any duets. I mean, pause. She did. Did she do a tour? No. Did she do shows this summer? Yes. Yes. Did she technically? They're collaborations. They're not yeah, duets. Yeah, they're, they're not. Du- they didn't. Those those two guests, Steve Martin and Sheila E, did not sing one single solitary note. So none of those were duets. So I mean, I don't want to count. <laughs> I'm not counting River as the collaborator. Eh, no, no, I'm not counting that either. No. So I was like. I'd say with, with those four things, single album, tour, and no duets, I was right on 50%. What part were you, Well, yeah, tour. If you're going to go ahead and count that as... It, it was... Close show. enough. Cl- close yep. enough. Close enough. Yep, close now enough. Now let's talk about yours. Uh, I predicted that the single would come out in either January or February. The album would be March or April and said that a summer tour was a lock and that it was going to happen in June and July. So I'm giving myself credit for the album. Well, no, because because it was the single in April. So yeah, I can't give myself credit for any of those things you, except uh, July shows. July shows and just barely what just was barely it, tw- two 28 shows. Twenty eight and twenty nine. Yeah. Um. And yeah, a summer tour was a lock. I think if anything, if you've been listening to the podcast long enough, if I tell you that something is a lock, it is going to do the opposite. Thing. <laughs> Let's um, just be honest. Apparently, I said she was going to be doing arenas. Maybe one small mini arena theater in Vegas. Um, no, I was not right about that at all. No. Uh, I did predict that she would lose the 2023 Grammy for Best Pop Traditional Album to Michael Buble, and that happened. That gets a ding. We we got that one right. That was for When Christmas Comes Around, correct? Yes, correct. Okay. Um, let's see. Jeremy predicted- you, you, a- By the way, you said she might win. Oh, yeah. I said she might win. I was trying to be hopeful. Yeah. Uh, I did. It was not correct. Um, Jeremy predicted that the tour would have another segment like Minute and a Glass of Wine, more covers, one to three songs from the new album. I mean, ish. I, I whiffed on the number of, uh, well, did I whiff on the number of covers? No, no, I was about I was about right on the number of covers. You said one to three songs from the new album, which is like Oh, sorry. Yeah, I didn't actually predict a number of covers. Like so per- I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I got the covers wrong and I got the new album stuff wrong too, because yeah. there was there was more than three songs from the new album. Yeah. It was like each, half the record. At each night it was about half. Yeah, because like you got Favorite Kinda High, Red Flag Collector, Mine, Me, and Lighthouse every night. Yeah, I'm and pretty then we, sure. And then, then we usually got at least one more. Yeah. Yeah. So. And then I would say when it came to the minute and the glass of wine, I mean, did Kelly talk quite a bit? In some cases, she yammered on a little bit, but I would not consider it to be anything like the minute and the glass of wine segment. So I would say for the most part, I pretty much whiffed on that entire production prediction. Yeah, I predicted something and I don't know if it's right or wrong. Um, I predicted no premiere week in New York, but like, I don't remember. Did I say because I thought it was just going to be like. The, the brand new season here or was I like they're not going to come at all well I don't think we knew well I think the the prediction was out or the the rumor was out there because if I remember correctly 
it was October of 2022 that the Variety article came out because it was like September or so when she got her star on the Walk of Fame. Yeah. And the Variety issue with her on the cover in the really in-depth interview came out with that. And that was when we got the first sort of hint that the show was moving to New York. And so I think, though, that was not part of your thought process. I think it was because we thought that there was going to be a June, July, possibly August tour mm. and that you you thought that she was going to just take the time off and instead of like have to go all the way out to New York to do a premiere week and then go back to LA that you would they would just skip the premiere week in New York altogether and just start in LA because of how much she was going to supposedly be touring during the summer. Interesting, interesting. Okay. All right. I mean I guess I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, because technically the premiere week we, did happen in New York. It happened in New York. Very different just, from what I thought. It just it didn't leave. Be. It never left. <laughs> yeah. Um, we predicted that we'll finally meet in person. And we were right. We hung Absolutely. out. Three separate trips, three separate states. Did we think that it was going to happen across, like literally coast to coast, across the country three times? Absolutely not. I figured once and that would New be York, it. New York, Nevada, California. Like, what? Yeah. New York, I was like, all right, maybe I'm here. Um, no, did not expect this. We literally like went across the country for Kelly this yeah, year. Yeah. A lot of my, the only t- two times I flew this year were to see Kelly. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> now with that meeting in person, Pam wasn't sure if we would just take pictures and hang out or maybe we would do a live episode or maybe an in-person episode. It kind of depended on the tour dates. And I'm going to go ahead and give you credit for this one because we did, in fact, do a live slash in-person episode in Vegas. And it did depend on the tour date as to whether or not we could do that. So I'm going to say that's a a correct prediction. Nice. Yeah, because, like, I think her doing Vegas was the only way we were going to be able to make it work because just with a talk show, you can't get that many people in the same room in the same location at the same time. Just yeah. so I think Vegas was the perfect opportunity. So, and I think like in the, you know, this is not necessarily jumping ahead, but like in the future, we've spoken about this. Like we want to do more live episodes, you know, we've learned, you know, we learned from our first one. We're going to fine tune for the, the uh, future ones. But I think a lot of it just depends on like where fans are going to congregate to already. Yeah. Yeah, and it may it may involve both of us traveling once again. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, because if because if honestly, in you know again, not getting too far ahead of ourselves, but if Vegas happens again next year, we may do another episode in Vegas. Yeah, might have to find a different way to do it because this past way was just way too damn expensive. It was so expensive. <laughs> yeah, definitely, we'll think of something different. <laughs> Finally, I predicted more awards for Kelly, including more Emmy awards for the Kelly Clarkson show, and yes, that happened. I mean, she didn't get the Grammy Award, but I already said that I didn't think she was going to get that. But there were more awards bestowed upon the Kelly Clarkson show. And again, we'll find out um, more about that uh, later this week. So hopefully she gets herself a whole armload of awards, which would be really great. We were decent at our predictions. Mm -hmm. Decent. Yeah, we did. I mean, if we were baseball players, we would have a good average when it came to to our predictions. But I mean, otherwise, it'd probably be a failing grade in any other class in school. Should we move on to predictions for next year? (laughs) Let's do it. Uh, We have significantly fewer uh, predictions than we did last year because I think we've we've honed in what we think might actually happen. 
and we have less like pie in the sky, like big time predictions. Uh, first and foremost, I would say, and and do you co-sign on most, if not all these? I uh, yes, um, I have something else to add, but I okay. I agree with everything that you do have. Okay, so we're gonna go with just we're just gonna make these blanket predictions rather than Jeremy predicts, Pam yeah. predicts. Uh, we're predicting that there is going to be a Kellyoki Volume Two in 2024. I know that Kelly is, you know, it's she's got it on her mind, and I think that especially after she gets a little further and further away from the album creation process, that she's going to get that itch again to, you know, you know, have a little project. We've already learned from Jason that Kelly is constantly recording. Now I don't know what it's like with their new setup in Rockefeller center. We know that, you know, Jason's office was sort of, you know, Kelly would just walk into his office and she would go in there to record vocals whenever she sort of felt like it or whenever she kind of wanted to, I don't know what their setup is like in Rockefeller center. Uh, we'll probably need to talk to Jason again in the coming year to find out how the lay of the land is there, but maybe they've got the similar setup where she can just go in and find places to record vocals. But either way, um, she could probably also go to other outside studios because oh, yeah. I know that she did that for the first Kelly Oki record, but I feel pretty confident that there's going to be another collection of five or six songs for Kelly Oki volume two. Now the songs that are going to be on it, mm, who knows? And that being said, I definitely do not think we're going to get any sort of full length album next year. No, I don't think so either. I Which I is just, normal. I, Cause like, it's not, you don't usually get them. I mean, yes, thankful and breakaway technically came out you know, back-to-back years, but they were like April of 03 to November of 04. So there was still a big chunk of time there. Plus, she has a talk show. I think after Breakaway, pretty much the pattern became at least, at, yeah, at least two, in some cases, more years yeah. in between new album releases. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if by the end of 2024, she starts again to get the itch and want to get into the studio and start doing some stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um Something else we have, which like it's been like the rumor mill, um, it's been going around for a bit, is we think she might do another round of Vegas shows next summer. Um, we already know that she's confirmed for two more at the end of this year around New Year's, then she's doing two more shows Super Bowl weekend in February. Uh, but we think she might be doing them again in the summer because it was such a success in the summer. Yeah. Um, but the thing I will add to this though. I wouldn't be surprised if she if they end up taking this and doing something like either in New York or I don't want to say Connecticut. I feel like Connecticut's not really a pilgrimage, but even though they do have a lot of casinos there, Atlantic City, like somewhere else that's like closer for her, but uh-huh. has the same setup. Not Branson. We learned not Branson. <laughs> um but like wherever's like casino heavy, so like I know like she's played she's played concerts in Connecticut plenty, like Mohegan Sun. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I'm just like, or maybe something like in New York City, like a la what we were seeing before, like the Springsteen Melissa Etheridge Broadway Theater thing. I just I wouldn't be surprised if they're not just going to limit it to Vegas, considering now she lives on the opposite side of the country. Yeah. I mean, yes, she has Montana, but like New York, it seems like where she's that's where she is most of the time. So I wouldn't be surprised if we just get like not not like necessarily 10 shows, but like a pop up, you know, weekend on Broadway or one night only. I don't know. I just wouldn't be surprised if they ended up doing something a bit more um, 
like similar but on the east coast i don't i don't actually know anything i'm just manifesting this and i also think that you know if i don't know if many people have really thought about this or if it's an obvious thing but i think one of the big reasons why she did vegas is because of its proximity to montana where she was already you know staying out in montana for the summer and she had a easy quick flight from montana down to las vegas so she could do those shows i i think that's one of the big reasons why that and also big money i'm sure planet yeah. hollywood was throwing a big stack of cash at her for those shows so i think that's kind of the big reasons why vegas was what it was but i wouldn't be surprised to see like an atlantic city or a you know a new york city i don't know you know all the new york venues very well do you guys have a like a 3,500, 4,000 seat venue That's there. Cool. I got imagine. I imagine you do. I think the Beacon might be. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Beacon. Because um, obviously, like most Broadway theaters hold like a thousand, maybe fifteen hundred. So those are going to be your smaller venues. I want to see how much the Jonas Brothers, the Marquee Theater in New York. I want to see what the capacity is there, because that's where. Um, the Jonas Brothers did their New York thing. Was it last year? Earlier this year? Uh, capacity. Let's see. It is. Da, 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 da. Oh, it's small. It's only sixteen hundred. Yeah, those Broadway theaters. I mean, they're they're in cramped little spaces. Yeah. And they're just they're small. So I don't I don't. I mean, I would like to see her do something like or that. It, it would probably clubs. have to be like yeah. clubs. Can you clubs are. Um, yeah, we don't have a lot of small or like Radio City. I mean, Radio City is like, I don't know, maybe six thousand. I'm just guesstimating. I have no idea. But look, I I could see Kelly doing you know a, a row of nights at Radio City. She's played there mo- multiple times, multiple tours. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I just feel like they might be able to like adapt the show somewhere else closer to where she is, and it doesn't have to necessarily be again like a ten show run. It could be a smaller amount of stuff. I don't yeah. know. I just think it makes sense personally. Um, so I'm going to predict that. I don't know where. Okay. I don't know when. But I'm going to predict something on the East Coast. Okay. My next prediction uh, for us, our next prediction, is that we are going to have Kelly back on the podcast in 2024. I'm almost saying this more as for like more a manifestation. <laughs> yes, for more than 20 minutes. Yeah. I'm doing this almost like a manifestation <laughs> to just say it out loud so that it'll happen. Put it in the universe. Yeah. Kelly will but, be back on the podcast and we will know about it in advance so we can prepare questions and <laughs> not block yes. out. Now, will we tell you guys in advance about it? Ooh. And that remains to be seen. We may just drop it on you again so you that, never know. That was fun. When it might just happen out of the blue. Yeah. Um, but either way, we're going to manifest that and say that Kelly's going to be back on the podcast in 2024. You know, it'll be a dream. I don't know if this mm. would be a dream or worse. I'm not actually sure. If we got to do it in person in New York. Oh, stop it. I I would absolutely hop a plane. If, if they told me, like, you need to be here tomorrow to New York to interview Kelly, absolutely. They're like, all right, Jeremy, you can crash on my couch. Yep, you can I, crash I'll, on Rob's couch. I will crash on your floor. <laughs> I will crash in your kitchen. I'll, whatever. I don't care. We'll make it happen. It's, make it happen. Yeah. I will, I will just keep myself packed just in case. I'll keep a... <laughs> It's like small when, bag. It's like when when people like have have kids and they have their like emergency bag ready for when like you're about to yeah. give birth. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh another prediction uh for us and and this one I didn't have on our list Pam so I I won't uh, co-sign you on this one but I see uh some more cool stuff coming to the Kelly Clarkson connection. Yeah. Uh, I I want to see I think that there's going to be some more stuff that involves 
the people around Kelly like the band. I think that, you know, we might hear more from people like Jason and Jesse and Jocko and even Lester and Joe. Uh, I think that they're, they're going to expand the programming a little bit and maybe kind of, you know, increase the size of the Kelly universe a bit. So in addition to her favorite songs, we're also going to hear, you know, maybe Jason will do an hour takeover and, you know, play some of his favorite stuff and as well as other people in the band. Uh, we maybe have like some specialty programming. Uh, I don't yeah, know. That's what I was know, thinking about. Yeah. You know, some other people might want to do some stuff like that. Uh, I'm not going to go so far as to say like, you know, they're going to you know involve us at any point. I don't get me wrong. I'm all for it. And if they told me tomorrow that I needed to be at the serious studios, my bag's already packed. So I would come, <laughs> but I think it would be cool if they involve some fans with, you know, some stuff on the channel as well. They've already done such a great job with the programming of the music, and I think it's a lot of fun to listen to. It is very, I have found that in listening to the channel, if you're not a big Kelly Clarkson fan, you're probably not tuning into the channel. But if you're a person who doesn't mind hearing from Kelly from time to time and you just kind of like a random eclectic swing of music, mm -hmm. you're probably tuning in. So you're going to get that, you know, sort of small group of people plus the hardcore Kelly fans tuning in and why not involve some fans you know service the people that are listening to the channel yeah and i'd also love and i like would not be surprised i know we spoke about this um when it first came out but like incorporating like a lot more like live stuff on air so maybe like archive shows uh Velasco, yeah. her sirius xm concert from 2017 that she did in new york like things like that um people would eat up and that's it's it's not like unheard of like dave matthews and like uh, is it fish? Does fish have a channel? I mean, fish had a channel. That. Yeah. I John mean, like, Mayer also has a channel. Yeah. Too. But like Dave Matthews, Pearl Jam, they do it all the time. Like you'll just hear a random show from like, you know, 2001. You're just like, Oh cool. Okay. Um, yeah. And then they also, I know the Dave Matthews channel every Friday while the Dave Matthews band is out on tour, they will broadcast their concerts live. on Friday nights live. Yeah, yeah. 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 Which, which would be awesome to have them do for Kelly. I mean, maybe she could do something at radio city and Sirius could be involved and they broadcast the concert on the Kelly Clarkson connection. I mean, it's it's not out of the realm of possibility. Not at all. Because, like, again, this stuff has been done in the past. So I'm really excited for, like, I think there's going to be some kinds of, like, original programming. I'm just curious as to what it is. So mm -hmm. um, I think that's I'm, – I'm with you on that. I want to have one opinion. I don't know what it is, but I want to have something that you and I are going to disagree on. But I don't know what that is. <laughs> We've, I think we've become so in tuned on like what we think could actually and is feasible to happen. Yeah. That you know we've we've kind of honed in on each other's brainwaves and we kind of know each other what each other could be thinking. How many times do you think we're gonna hang out next year? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say two times because here's another thing. I'm gonna predict that I'm gonna make it out to New York again for another talk show taping. Okay. Um, I'll say three times just because. Wow. I don't know why not. Dream big, kids. That's uh, right. Yeah. There's just was so much this year that I'm like, what else can happen? Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, there, in addition to, you know, predicting that we're going to have Kelly on the show, I I mean, I'll go ahead and predict, you know, I think we're going to have many of the band back on the show as well. I mean, we love talking with Jason because he just gets into the weeds so much about all things that I could literally talk to him for three hours straight oh, yeah. and wouldn't even notice how much time has passed. Uh, we would love to have Aben on again, uh, especially to talk about his role with the Kelly Clarkson connection. 
Uh, Jesse is obviously uh, always welcome on the show. And maybe here's the thing. Maybe we predict that we finally, who, who knew new person who has never been on the show. Who do you think we get? I want like, you to give me two, two names, two names to predict. And I, and I can't pick those two names. Predict two people. Is it cheating if we've already spoken to these people and they're like, yeah, eventually or no, no, I just, I think you go for it. Um, I think it's going to be Weiss and either Robert Ramos or Todd. Okay. Um, so I can't pick any of those. Sorry. I'm going to say, <laughs> no, no, that's okay. That's, that's the rule of the game. Okay. I'm going to say since, since she was used as bait mm. in our Kelly interview, I think we're going to get Carrie West head of A&R from Atlantic records because she did have a very big part yeah. in the role of creating the chemistry album. And even though we're sort of out of the promotion window for the album, I still want to hear what Carrie has to say about what her role is from A&R and mm-hmm. creation of the album. So I would love to hear and have her tell her story about what role she plays in the creation of Kelly's records uh, at Atlantic. Uh, let's pick a second one here. Somebody new that we've never had on the show. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say we finally get Jocko. Oh, I hope so. Yes, it was supposed it'll to happen now. at Belasco. It didn't it didn't work out just with like timing. I know, and it, it'll be an hour of nothing but personality, which I'm I'm obsessed with. We'll have to make cocktails. Yes, um, I'm excited. I'm very excited. Yes. There's our differing predictions. Yeah, we'll see if any of them happen. There are a few people that we had just mentioned that we have spoken with about coordinating and just it hasn't happened yet but yeah, it's like in, yeah, in the works yeah we reach out to a lot of people throughout the year you know we reach out to many people in camp kelly both on the kelly clarkson show side and on the music side as well some people you know we never hear back from some people just tell us they're not interested and then there's others that say, yeah, let's see if we can, you know, figure out a time. And in some cases, you know, it just never works out. And other cases it happens and we end up having them on the show and it ends up being great every time. So yeah, like Andy, we were supposed to have for our Vegas episode in July. And yeah, then, he was actually supposed to be on stage with us. Yeah. And then um, he was like, NBC doesn't really want me doing anything because it's still amid like all the strikes and stuff. And he's like, the second yep. the show is coming back. And he literally messaged us like the day got announced that the shows were coming back. <laughs> Yeah, so he's he was a like, man Let's go. of his word. He is. He's good. He's a good egg. Yeah. I don't know if I have any more. Yeah, I don't think I have any more predictions at the moment. Um, I might think yeah. of some more as we close out the year. Um, yeah. But guys, let us know what were your favorite Kelly moments of the year. Um, what do you predict for next year? Do you agree with us? Do you have some things that we haven't even spoken about? Let us know. As always. Find us on all the socials, um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, at Miss Into Podcast. And if you listen on uh, Spotify, please consider leaving us a rating and you can leave comments on individual episodes. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving us a rating and review. Jeremy, it has been one hell of a year. It has been an absolutely unbelievable year. And I could not think of doing it with anybody else except for you. Same. So thank you, Pam, for your thank dedication you. and your hard work and everything you do behind the scenes that people do and don't see. Uh, it is so greatly appreciated. Same with you. Like, you know, Jeremy puts in so much time into editing these episodes. I just show up. 
I record. We have some great convo. Jeremy does all the legwork after the fact. So anytime you – whatever you hear is all thanks to him because I don't know what I'm doing. So thank you for all your work in getting this episode out to people. Well, and Pam is the face of our social media. I mean, anything that goes out there, unless it's – if it's something ridiculous that you see get deleted and then reposted, that means <laughs> I did it. Because Pam has hit me up and said, hey, will you fix this? <laughs> Sorry, I'm a perfectionist. It's okay. It's okay. No, I appreciate that about you. The other day when the whole like uh, Taylor Swift thing came out, you like posted a great tweet about Taylor and Kelly fans. I'm like, you didn't tag anything. Yeah. Anyone. I'm like, can you please do it again? He's like, oh, fine. My my problem is is that I get so excited when I have a funny idea that I just I don't I don't stop myself. I just tweet it right away, and then I don't stop to think: should I tag anybody? Should I like add more stuff to this? The so other thing, the other thing we are going to work on for next year, <laughs> we're having an intervention, right? Jeremy leaves people on red a lot on our DMs. Oh, you're right. You do. But the problem is, is that we, we share a DM with the podcast. And so sometimes you're carrying on conversations with people. And meanwhile, I have these like little numbers next to my Instagram <laughs> and Pam will go hours in between responding to people. And sometimes I just get in there and I just read it so that the little number will oh go away. Oh my gosh. <laughs> It's like if, could you imagine sharing a phone with somebody and you look and they're like, oh my God, look at all these notifications. And you, you're one of those people that has to have your notifications cleared. Yeah. That's kind of what it's like a little it bit is. with our social media. I have media. over three, I have over 3,000 unread emails and Jeremy's probably oh like, my, I have five. Uh, I No, I have none. Oh my God. I, no, actually I have three, but we are not the same. <laughs> we are not the same. No. So yes, we will, I will do better with, okay. with letting you know when people respond and we will okay. do better about leaving people on red. I feel awful about that. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's just fun. I like busting gear traps. I'm like, oh, social cues, <laughs> Jeremy. Social cues. <laughs> uh, but either way, once again, you know, this is going to be our last episode for the year. We're going to take a holiday break for a few weeks, as always, that we do around this time. But again, the, the first and foremost, it, you are the first people we thank and you're also going to be the last people we thank in this episode and that is you guys for listening. We wouldn't be doing this if you guys weren't listening. And we can see how many of you are listening. And the number continues to climb up and up and up as this podcast goes on. And it's just, it blows our mind every single time. And so honestly, from from both of us, we could not be more sincere when we say thank you for listening. Seriously. And I don't know, like this, the podcast has been like a saving grace for me. So also thank you, Jeremy, for bringing me on. I know I've thanked you many times, but I still thank you to this day. It's a highlight of my week to do this. It's a highlight of my week to see people's reactions when a new episode comes out, knowing that people are interested in this topic and are as big of Kelly fans as we are. So it's just so great that we've been able to like have this community with you all. So thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate you. We will be back, I believe, on January 9th. So we're going to mm-hmm. take about two, two weeks off to rest our vocals. Because let's be honest, for as much as we love doing this and we love the reactions you guys get, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of time and we need a break. Yeah. (laughs) I want to sleep. I want like one like morning on the weekend where I can sleep in and not have to wake up for this. Even though I love doing this, but like I love sleep. So we'll be doing that. Um, Hope everyone has a great um, holiday season, no matter what you're doing. Hope it's fun and enjoyable and happy new year and be safe. And... We'll see you in 2024. Woo woo. Can't wait. Bye. Thanks for listening to Miss Into Podcast. Miss Into Podcast was written and produced by Jeremy and Pam. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you'll be the first to know when a new podcast is posted. 
find us and continue the conversation at Miss Into Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Find more at missintopodcast.com.